You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 486 of Podcateers. This week we find out that Mel lives in a mansion. We talk about our favorite Disney mugs, which then makes us want to give away a mug, so more details on that coming soon. A hitchhiking ghost-inspired DIY begins to materialize. Halloween decorations that may remind you of your childhood. A Disney Imagineer in Southern California brings the spirit of Halloween Town to Santa Clarita. And we round out the episode with our history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, covering some facts about 2003 and 2004. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join our community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, a special section of Discord, random giveaways, and more. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's going to wrap up the intro. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 486 of Podcateers. So C-H-E-S-W... Shoes, J-A-Y. Shoes, J, yeah. Isn't it? It's, it's I'm out. It's too much thinking. It's, it's been a long day. There's like that video. Have, have you seen the one where they say Scottish people can't say purple burglar alarm? No. no. <laughs> it's very funny. Look that one up, too. They're all, it's a Scottish person. They go, I said Scottish people can't say purple bugger. And he's like, Aww. and then he goes, wait a minute. He goes, purple bugger. Purple bugger. <laughs> and there's like, there's people that go, purple bugger. <laughs> it's just kind of oh, all these geez. different videos of people trying to say purple burglar alarm. Purple bugger. <laughs> Uh, your the fir- your first comment made me think of a video where there is I guess it's like a dad or something. He's he's basically doing the same thing, right? He's like trying to say like what? Like somebody left a comment and he was responding to the comment saying like British people don't speak like this, but he's saying it phonetically the way that they said it in the comment mm-hmm. and he's he has this angry look on his face. And off in the distance, you hear one of his children say the exact same phrase phonetically the way that it's in the comment. And he just throws his hands up in the air. I, I wish I remember what the comment was. He's like, oh, but, uh, something like that. It was like one of those bottle of water type uh, scenario things. <clears throat> and he just throws his hands up in the air. He's like, oh, I guess we do. But uh, it, it's a it's a funny video because his kids are I think he's done several and his kids are always in the background saying the phrase the way that it's spelled in the comment. Yeah. I, th- I just thought it was pretty funny. But, uh, man, it's been a long week so far. And it's Tuesday. Uh, it is Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a long week already. Yeah. Uh, and 
you know, uh, we're gearing up for Halloween, right? That's coming up. Yeah. We got some some fun Halloween stuff that we're going to be talking about later on in the episode. I'm concerned that I'm not going to get the star path done on my main account because I just, look, because I was only recording content on that main account, I'm still pretty far behind. And like one of the tasks, for instance, is like talk to the speedy, like it, it says something it, it's vanellope basically you yeah. have to find vanellope oh, the speedy there's princess. like a, a clue the speedy princess that's what it says and on that account or that profile i have yet to unlock vanellope like i ah. haven't unlocked fairy godmother i haven't unlocked vanellope like i i'm still pretty far back in the game because most of the time that i've spent playing i've spent on the second profile and because i was playing just to have fun it just kind of became like i hate to say it, but it became kind of my primary account because it was just a for fun account and so now that i'm trying to like uh like finish the other stuff i have to make a choice do I want to complete the star path and get the stuff that comes along with it, like the mansion wallpaper and, you know, Victor Geis's organ and all that stuff? Or do I want to somehow figure out a way to, to make time to play and record all the stuff that I need, you know, unlock Vanellope and all that stuff in order to at least finish the star path, which of the two options is the slightly more difficult one to like allocate time and, and all that stuff, especially because I am consumed with Spider-Man right now. That is the yeah. truth. Okay. I was playing Spider-Man, the first one, and I beat it. Or as we used to say when we were kids, we flipped the game. Now I'm playing Miles Morales and I'm I, I can't even begin to express to you how much I am loving these games. Like I'm just like hook, line, and sinker. I as much as I love Hogwarts Legacy, this these games, the Spider-Man games, have just been so fun, especially because it's a Marvel property. Like I love Marvel stuff, right? Spider-Man 2 comes out very soon, and I figure like well, I, I want to be able to play Spider-Man 2, so I've been trying to get through these other games in order to get to Spider-Man 2. But Spider-Man 2 coincides with the ending of the Star Path. So you can you could see my dilemma here. This is totally a first world problem, by the way. <laughs> I am I acknowledge fully that my problem of not having enough time to play video games is is a me thing. Like I understand other people don't have to deal with this thing, but I understand that you live in a mansion now, Mel. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> so one, let me tell you, um, work on that star path because you don't want to miss out on stuff. That's, you could deal with Vanellope later. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. But, um, but it, yeah. it requires Vanellope yeah, to get through the star path. Well, but here's oh, the thing. If you, you don't have like, mm-hmm. there's all the moonstone stuff that you don't have to get, like to complete the star path. Like if you True. want all the stuff. But not like, the core like who cares about stuff. the the all the moonstones? Like you can just leave that one Vanellope one there and do the other five, right? That is oh, true. That's true. Yeah, that's you could. come on, you could do it. Uh, and uh, look, uh, honestly, I could technically put off Spider Man because it's not like there's a time frame or limit or anything for me to get through the Spider Man games. 
Right. I was just trying to get through the first two so that I could enjoy Spider-Man 2 when it comes out. So those don't have a time limit. So I, you're right. The right answer is I should do the star path. But uh, just uh, sorry. Again, first world problems. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I Look, I think I'd rather have that problem then a lot of problems that like come with bills <laughs> so it's 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 not too bad it's a, it's a good problem if that makes sense so yeah don't beat yourself up <laughs> i'm just being whiny about it at this point <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i i live in a mansion and you know what i bought it for free so when I say I live in a mansion, we're just still talking about Dreamlight Valley. I did not get the lottery or anything. So let's put that out of the way. <laughs> let's not start rumors. <laughs> but um, pretty much with the star path, all I did was first focus was the main stuff. I needed the nightmare stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I have over a thousand moonstones. Let me see if I could just get some more stuff and then i did the math the math is basically you're getting 1500 moonstones plus if you were to get the ones after you've completed like all six pages Mm -hmm. and i did the math and i'm like oh i don't have to pay for the mansion this is going to be free and this is something that we were just i was afraid or not really afraid. I was ready to give up my wallet, but um, I was able to get the mansion for free just through hitting those moonstones, getting the rewards through the star path, which is pretty awesome. Um, okay. Okay. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. So I have a couple of questions here. Yep. Question the first. Mm. Did you enable all six tiles or just the first three? All six. Okay. Yeah. Second, is you getting the mansion for free an example of girl math? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Okay. I was going to say it feels like girl math because there's it's not free, right? Because you're buying it using your moonstones. But in the end, can... Does does everybody know what girl math is out there? I nobody's. I'm not going to hear anybody answer. But here's my understanding. Mel, can you explain girl math? I'll be honest. honest. I don't know what it is, but I know girl dinner. So I'm going to make the assumption that it's something similar. Girl dinner. I keep hearing that song. Girl dinner. (laughs) Yes. So girl math is an extension of girl dinner. Yes. And somebody at work explained what girl math is to me. And Ah. it is the notion, I hope I get this right. And if I don't, please leave a comment and let me know what I got wrong. But to my understanding, it's when you run into a situation where, let's say, you are spending $40 on an online order. But it says, uh, if you spend $50, you get free shipping. And shipping was only going to be like $3 for your $40 item, right? So you're spending 43 But if you spend 50 you get free shipping. So girl math dictates that if you don't spend the 50 you are losing money because you had to spend money on shipping. Whereas you're getting okay. it for free because you spent more. 
it's kind of like the it's the thing of the how I've been rationalizing my annual pass all these years. I go, all right, uh, only nine visits, and then all the rest of them are free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is a perfect example exactly. of grow math. Uh, and and apparently one of the other examples that I was given is that if you buy something and like that money got taken out of your bank account, but then you go and you get cash for that item that you just made money mm-hmm. that you didn't like, I don't anyway, cash doesn't Andrew, count. Yes, this your is example. Yeah, that's that's this is how I yeah. do my stuff too. Cat, if, if I have cash that that's like free money that has nothing. My bank account is the money that I have to account for, you know, in my in my bank account. Cash is just like a free for all. Do whatever you want with cash. Nobody like at least that's how it works in my yeah. brain. There's no <laughs> there's no computer saying how much cash I got. If anybody has great examples of girl math, please share them in the comments yeah. because I want to know how you are using girl math to your advantage so that I know how to use girl math to my advantage. <laughs> I'm actually curious if they do this at Disneyland. Do share. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be fantastic. Okay. So back to your star path. So you were concentrate. So you enabled all six. So you spent the 3500 on the on the all six, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, then you I, only yeah. concentrated on the nightmare stuff. So yep. you didn't get everything on each um, in each section then. No. I What I did is I ended up... Um, unlocking three per page just so I could go and try to get the next items and I would just get like a motif or whatever like I tried to not spend as much and try to get the most out of my moonstones but when I realized I'm only spending I mean I'm getting all these rewards and I haven't like I still have a good chunk and I haven't gone the moonstones. I was like, "This is amazing!" Like, yeah. hey, it worked out. So um, it was exciting not having to pay for it. So in this day of age, you know, saving any coin is like amazing. Seriously, well, here I am, like a chump, trying to finish everything on each page. But I will say that. The only reason I was able to get like the mansion and a couple of other things from the shop is because remember when we bought the game, they gave us free moonstones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I still had pretty much all of that stuff. And because mm. on a daily basis, I was doing my best to at least load the game for like five or 10 minutes to, to get as many moonstones as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the tips that I can give you is, Three times a day, you can get a blue chest. That's 150 moonstones that you can get. And the way that I do it, yeah, the way that I do it is I I launch the game and then I launch furniture mode and I zoom out and I go through all of the lands looking to see where the blue chests are. (laughs) Yeah, it works. It's amazing because then you don't have to run around. You know exactly where you have to like whistle up a wind and then end up, you know, using the fountain then you don't have to spend so much time playing, right? You get directly to what you need. So three times a day, I was trying to take, you know, five minutes at a time to get those moonstones. And I banked a bunch of them. And mm-hmm. eventually I was able to buy the two castles uh, along with the mansions that became available last week. 
and just a couple of smaller things. Like there's been a lot of stuff that just I I don't really care about. Um, but that's how I ended up with them. I was really concerned that I was going to have to spend like real world money on it. And I thankfully I didn't have to. Now I'm just waiting to make more moonstones to do the Ursula quest because I want Vanessa uh, mm. walking around. Yeah. The only thing I wish, um, I got frustrated. I really wish I could have put my mansion in the Glades of Trust because I love the willow trees, but mm-hmm. it doesn't fit because of the is it dumb too big? giant tree. I got frustrated because I don't. No. I wanted it in a specific way, mm-hmm. but I put in the Forbidden Lands, so I have willow trees. No, in that's there. where I wanted mine too. Mine's on the <laughs> beach because I I didn't have any room to put it. I just wanted it out somewhere. I'm like, where's a free spot? Plop. <laughs> I just want. No. I'll move it later. No. Well, or is it like Melissa? Have you tried to like? Because sometimes there's like, all right, here's a stupid plant that's here or whatever, or here's a. A uh, mushroom you got to pick before you can put anything down. I think that's the most annoying oh, yeah. thing. Like, like I want to put this house down, but there's a mushroom. Just get delete the mushroom. I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just get rid of it. I want to put the house oh, here. Oh man! Demolish everything. Exactly. <laughs> just that's needs a house erase, cool. erase, 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 erase. And one of the frustrating things about the tree and the glade of trust is that unlike all the other houses that you can pick up and move to wherever you want mm-hmm. them. Because it's a tree right in the middle of the land, you can't like you can't move it. It's like right? the, so the it's one like that can't right... be moved. Yeah, and then even worse, I because right now I have Wally's house in in the Glade of Trust. Oh, like right. I have it out in the corner oh, okay. that the little corner that overlooks the beach mm-hmm. is basically where I have Wally, and that's where I intended on putting the mansion. But then when I started like looking at it, I realized that I was going to have to move other stuff around because there's a little pond that you can fish mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. in front right there that you cannot move. And so I figured, okay, I, this is going to take more planning. I went and figured out some some stuff in the Forgotten Lands because the, the Dream Snaps Challenge was Nightmare Before Christmas related. And so I... I, I sent you the picture, right? I'll probably post it yeah. on Discord. But uh, I sent a picture of how I like decorated the Forgotten Lands with the Tower of Terror and my my evil castle and like the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. And so now I'm wondering, do I want to keep it or do I want to move everything so that I can make space for the mansion? But when I originally tried to sit the mansion up there, it like it that land is very small. And the mm-hmm. mansion takes up a huge chunk of real estate in that area. Does it fit? Yeah. But I figured in the Glade of Trust it would fit more. Like, I don't know what your rationale was, Mel, but for me, it was like the bayou. It looks yeah. like a bayou There's to a me. bayou. Yeah. I don't know. I might just end up putting it with the rest of my little theme park I have going on. Just like, ah, okay, Haunted Man. There's New Orleans Square, but whatever. Like... We'll see, but I have to move Donald's boat. I I don't know. I have Donald's boat up in like in the the meadow, in the oh, little yeah. the little water that's mm. there in the meadow. Like it barely fits, but it fits. But another thing, if we're doing gripes on on uh, Dreamlight Valley, my biggest gripe with Dreamlight Valley, well, one of the biggest, is when you go to the characters. Right? It's like okay, all your stuff. Here's your gems and whatever. And it says characters. There's mm-hmm. no 
rhyme or reason to the order of which these characters are in in the list. They're not like alphabetical order. Yep. They don't seem to be in an order of like importance. They're not in an order of like movie release or anything. It's just like like somebody threw up the thing, like all the names and they landed in the order and that's how it was. Because like even like, yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And I wish there was like a way to toggle them, you know, like a how, filter. Yeah, like how you toggle like on like uh when you're shopping like highest price lowest price alphabetical like you know relevant yeah i I, I just want to i want them in alphabetical by by property or something like just something that makes sense because i can't figure out what order these are in yeah at first i thought it was the order that they were introduced in the game Mm -hmm. but mickey was introduced right after merlin and Mm -hmm. mickey's like seven sections down yeah why is mickey not first yeah Yeah, it's so weird you would think (laughs) yeah you know what i think let's let's think of things in dreamlight valley that we would want to fix or like a wish list of features and let's make it a segment in an upcoming episode and this actually it goes out to uh anyone that plays out there that's listening like is there anything that you would want in the game send us a message let us know we'll include it in the episode and then we'll tag somebody from game loft and be like, and be like hey this we'll email is the stuff that you them. should add to the yeah. game <laughs> 45 know, degree right? angles ah oh, don't even get me started on that ah oh, such a frustrating thing <laughs> uh hey let's let's keep with some holiday stuff but let's talk some merch because andrew Hmm. you always have a great way of sending me stuff that makes me want to spend the monies uh oh yeah i love i love when other people shop disney i love to spend money too (laughs) talk about talk about these pieces of merch that just released that now i'm like i need this i want this so, yeah, the first one I saw, I, I don't know if it's out yet or if it's coming out soon, but there's a new tiki mug at Trader Sam's. Uh, this looks like uh, Ursula's little, uh, I don't know, stand. I don't know what to call it. It's kind of like Ursula's little thing with the globe like on it. Cauldron, maybe. I don't know. Looks pretty cool. Looks like Sam's is going to have a new mug uh, with Ursula. It doesn't say when. Just says we've traveled all the way back to the Caspian Sea, and uh, back for a mug that will leave you speechless. So I'm I'm guessing there's going to be some new specialty drink or something to go with this. I don't know. Looks pretty cool. And then the other one I just saw this evening, uh, because you know Christmas is always on my mind, but it's October, so that means Christmas decorations are out and Christmas merchandise is out. And so they have Shop Disney has a replica of the uh, mug. Well, not a replica. It's a it's a mug, a porcelain mug. It looks like uh, to made to look like the mug uh, from the Santa Claus, the hot chocolate mug that he gets. Uh, I from, love uh, this mug. What's it's her name? Pretty cute. I can't remember her name. Uh, something I don't know. I'll, it'll come to me. <laughs> Insert name here. <laughs> yeah, it's Judy. Ken. It's Judy. It's, oh, there we go. It's the there same name as the lady in the Denny's. 
the the waitress in Denny's is Judy, and then ah. her name is Judy. That's why he thinks he's in a dream. Anyway, so this mug uh, is uh, you know replica Santa Claus mug. It's uh, available on Shop Disney right now, and it is twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, and I'm probably okay. gonna end up getting one of these. I think it looks really cool. I'm not the biggest mug collector, but I have like I have like some mugs. I used to have a lot of mugs from the Disney store because mm-hmm. I I know multiple people that used to work at Disney store. I used to either get them as, as gifts or they would let me know when they would go clearance or they would, you know, buy them with their discount for me. So I had quite the collection of Disney mugs. Uh, unfortunately, we also live in a location with some seismic activity where if you don't have them in a secure location, said Disney mugs will cease to exist. So a lot of my original Disney mugs are gone, but I feel like I have like three go-to mugs for stuff. Four, if you count the one that I do my best not to use unless I'm using it for the purpose of like showing it off during a meeting or something. And those mugs are my my Haunted Mansion mug, the one that I got from Spirit Halloween. It's like that really big like mug, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the one that I like to use when I have something cold, when I just want like a cool mug for something cold, is the Pirates of the Caribbean anniversary like mug that they had uh, like the aluminum one that they were selling with the mint juleps and stuff. That one ah. I like to use for cold drinks because it keeps them colder longer. And then when I have like coffee, I alternate between two. I have a Mandalorian like mug that has like Grogu and Din Djarin's face like all over. It's like a little cartoon. They're like Funko style almost uh, all over the mug. Like my niece gave me that a a couple of years ago for Christmas. And then I have a mug that I've had for a really long time. It says Mickey Mouse coffee. It looks like you remember how they used to sell the Mickey coffee cans on Main Street. Mm -hmm. Like before it was like fully Starbucks. They had like all the Mickey and Donald branded coffees and stuff like that. It was a replica. Like the mug was a replica of one of the Mickey Mouse cans of coffee. And so that is kind of like, that's my default mug. Like, that's the one that I love the most. And that's the one that I use the most. But uh, I have a variety of Disney mugs. But those are like my my go-to and scenarios for when I like to pull each of those mugs out. I mean, you got to plan for them at least. (laughs) You do. Um, (laughs) So I'm laughing because um, remember when talking about Starbucks... Um, not sponsored, but remember when they had the whole park series of mugs? <laughs> um, I think I have like all of them, but they're in boxes because I don't want to touch them. They're so pretty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those, those are the you are so, here ones, right? With the Disneyland mark. Yeah. 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 Same. I'm right there with you I, with those. <laughs> I mean, they were pretty cool. Um, I don't know why they didn't continue they were pretty cool but um i have many different mugs but the one that's like my go-to for coffee because of how much coffee it could carry (laughs) 
is my giant jack one. I don't know how many ounces. But 64. Probably. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> it's probably. the size of it's one gallon. <laughs> so, okay. So comparing our Podcateers mug, right? That's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So gigantic. the size of your jack mug, that's a, that's a 20 uh-huh. ounce one or like 22 ounces oh, or something go. like that. And and the reason I know is because it looks like it's the size of my Mandalorian mug, and it's ah, it's the size. We're all digging mugs out of the mansion mug as well. Yeah. I have okay, that so the mansion mug. We need to record these so we can people can all see all our mugs and stuff. <laughs> the video. Yeah, well, we can take pictures. We'll put them on on yes. Discord. I would love to see everybody's yeah. favorite Disney mugs. If you have a favorite Disney mug. Post it on Discord. If you haven't joined the community, join us. It's super easy to join us. Go to podcateers.com slash links, and you'll see the link where you can sign up there. I'll even post the link in one of our Instagram stories to make it a little more accessible. But uh, share uh, your favorite Disney mug with us. I'd love to know. Uh, Andrew, where do Hmm. you stand on the mug situation here? Like, here's the thing. Like, I I don't drink coffee, so... I don't bust out a mug very often. I do like me some hot cocoa, so you know I'll bust out a mug for that. Um, but a lot of my mugs are in storage right now or at my mom's house. I do have I have that same haunted mansion mug. Um, I do have uh, for our uh, Christmas one year Secret Santa. I got a. Um, it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it looks like exactly. It I remember it has the Disneyland D as the handle. Um, oh. and I think it was like a 60th or I don't remember exactly, but it had that. I remember the Disneyland D is a handle. I remember who I got it from. Uh, oh, been on the show. Clark was my secret Santa. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, oh, nice. been on the past guest. Clark has been on, uh, uh, I got that, uh, blue Disneyland mug. It's, it's really cool. I have a replica of a mug that was on Craig Ferguson's desk. That's not really a, uh, Disney mug. I remember I had, um, I think my first trip to Disneyland or one of the few like trips to Disneyland I went with as a kid, we each got a mug and I had this really tall mug. It was yellow and it had goofy on it. And he looked like he was, you know, it's like needing coffee, goofy or no, maybe he wasn't needing coffee. No, that was a mug my dad had. So I was like, I had a big, tall, goofy mug as a kid. I don't know if I have that one still either, but my wife is a big mug collector. So she has like Golden Girls mug and, and all oh, kinds nice. of different what mug with mustache, like a mustache handle. And we got all kinds of mugs. <laughs> so is there a, is there like a rhyme or reason behind the collection or is it just whatever she finds interesting? Part of the reason I'm asking is because I'm getting ready to donate a bunch of mugs, like cookie mugs that we've had mm-hmm. for stuff. And if if there's any like anything that matches something she would like, I would like to give it to her versus me donating them. Gotcha. I think it kind of started as like a couple people bought her mugs and then I started buying her mugs that I just thought I she would like. So like there's a lot of them are like dogs. Like they have like, you know, we're we're a big dog household. So a lot of them are like either the shape of dogs or there's pictures of dogs or it says like dog person or, you know, something like that. That's a lot of them. And then then the rest of them are just kind of like whatever tickles her fancy if she sees something you know harry potter or golden girls or what have you 
related mustache. She thinks she likes got mustache it. in general. So <laughs> yeah, we got all kinds of mugs. Plus Disney, you know, people gift us Disney mugs and stuff too. So a lot of those are in storage until we get um, more space to have just all the mugs out. <laughs> Very cool. You mentioned the Harry Potter mug, and it just reminded me that I used to have a Ravenclaw mug um, that saw its demise one day while being washed, and uh, I'll never forget that mug. That had a sting. In the eyes <laughs> is that <laughs> is that your house, Hazen? We probably talked about it on the floor. You're the blue one. Yes, I'm You're Ravenclaw. The one. I'm, yes, I'm the yellow one. Hufflepuff. Yes, the yellow one. That's a. I'm not nice. a big Harry Potter person. I just know I took the thing on the internet, <laughs> and I'm the yellow one. Do you know what your house is, Mel? I'm the same as yours, Ravenclaw. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's my wife too. Like everybody, I'm surrounded by you all. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, if you have a favorite Disney mug, we'd love to see it. Join us on Discord. Post a picture of your favorite Disney mug. Uh, we'll be posting pictures of our mugs there as well. Uh, and if you haven't joined us again, check our Instagram stories or go to podcasters.com slash links to join the community. Uh, before we continue, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for your godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible. Being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks like access to discount codes for new Podcasters gear, uh, random giveaways, access to content that we've uploaded to Patreon, a special section of Discord, and more. If you have any questions or would like more info, you can go to podcasters.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, and some info on the FGP squad. But of course, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. And I feel like this mug talk has inspired me to maybe give away a mug. We should give away a mug. Hey. Mug talk. It's either like a Podcateers logo mug or one of know. the mugs from Hazen's I'll, cabinet I'll that up. he's getting rid of. Maybe one of those. <laughs> maybe. But I'll mock up a couple of mugs and then I'll post them and we'll figure out how to give it away. But let's give away a mug. A mug with my face yeah. on it. Dude, I can make Beautiful. a mug with your face on it. <laughs> I would use a mug with your face on it. It reminds me of that episode of The Office where <laughs> Kelly made mugs for everybody for her American Idol like mm-hmm. viewing party. We would have the same style <laughs> mugs, but just with our faces on them. And you drink out of your your face mug. That's we, you know that's yes. a good idea. Good job. Or Kelly. we'll all trade. <laughs> we'll all trade. We'll you can trade. Oh. I'll just have an Andrew mug. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, I want to talk about something super cool that came across for us this last week. I mean, I have a couple of questions because I I wonder if I can make this happen. But there was an article on the site Boing Boing that was talking about, and this is actually an older article. It's It's been around for several years, so some of you may already know that this exists. But there was a user by the name of Pink Frankenstein that posted to archive.org a super large recreation 
of the 1968 Disneyland souvenir map. And it is, for for you image nerds out there, it is 700 DPI. So you can print a very, very large scale version of this map, similar to the ones that you can buy at a lot of the auctions that are out there. The Photoshop file is about three and a half gigabytes if you want to download this file. And I, the one question that I have about this is, can I go print it? Because obviously it existed. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. Disneyland is not something that I own. Like, if I went to try to print this, he it was posted under a Creative Commons license, but I like I don't think you can print it unless you have access to a large scale printer. You can't just go down to the Kinkos or a Staples or something and say like, "Hey, Staples, print this giant Disney map for me." I think you're gonna have to find someone like. A small business that would mm, do That's it. what I was going to say. Go to a small print yeah. shop. They, one, support local small businesses. Two, they they won't be, you know, as stingy usually with, like, what you're trying to print. Um, yeah. yeah. More forgiving. Because I, mean, I get it, right? Like, the biggest issue that these companies run into is that they don't want you printing these things out to sell because no company wants you to profit off of their image because nobody does that off right. of Disney stuff, right? Um, but this in particular is a matter of, like, it, it's a replica of one of the maps. So people that are familiar with Disneyland know that these things exist, and people know that you can buy these huge maps, you know, as they were created, you know, over the years. And and so if I went to, like, a Kinko's or Staples or whatever, Office Depot, I'm sure that their first thing or the first question that would come to mind is, are you going to be printing these to sell them? And the truth is, if I have access to this file, no, I just want to print this to hang in my office, right? Like in Mm -hmm. my home, because it is a great replica of it. I downloaded the file and it looks awesome. Imagine having it framed. Like that would look really cool. Oh yeah. I got interested in the big maps. I one year probably around you know between 2010 2012 they had sold the souvenir big maps again um and i bought one um and it's they don't sell them anymore like it's it's kind of sad that that they don't you know even if it was like every five years they came up with another like disneyland map i'd even buy a california adventure map at this point like i it's it's something that i would imagine is relatively inexpensive to create uh you know print wise like they they just have to get somebody to create the artwork of which they already have you know artwork for the smaller maps so it's you know i don't know i think they should sell souvenir maps again with with you know the updated park you know with galaxy's edge and you know yada 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 whatever i don't know like i think part of the reason i really like this map is because there's all these time periods in disney history where there were attractions that one i really love today but also attractions that I never had an opportunity to to see in person, right? Like I've seen pictures, I've seen very grainy videos. 
Uh, but this map has a lot of what I love of Disneyland in it, right? It was the the year like it's got Haunted Mansion, right? It's got Pirates of the Caribbean. It's got Space Mountain, even though it wasn't open yet. It was just kind of like added to the map at the time. And then um, it also has Cascade Peak. It has Skull Rock as it existed in Fantasyland. It's got the Living Desert and it's got like the Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland stuff. Um, like uh, Like so many of the Disneyland attractions and elements that at one point or another like made me fall in love with Disneyland or like they're all represented on this. Right. And so this I think is one of the best maps that exists when it comes to, and again, I'm being biased because like personally for me, it fits all the needs of the attractions that I would (laughs) want to see. Right. But I'm sure that other people that, love other elements of the park and depending on who drew the map and stuff like that i know that there's some like maps that sam mckim made that are just cherished by collectors and you know by disney uh collectors and stuff but uh like this and especially to get the file and be able to print it you know myself i don't know i like this is a fantastic opportunity i don't know how long this file is going to be available. Again, the article is several years old, but I don't think it, I I don't recall it gaining traction because the original post was made back in like 2019. And so I didn't see it pick up traction until recently. So it's very possible that it's not going to exist, but the file is up on archive.org. But man, I uh, I'll, I'll put a link to the the information over on Discord if anybody's interested in attempting to print their own version of this. But man, it's it, it, this is a gem. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, I've only seen this map in books, and you don't even get the whole picture. Like it's usually split in half. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Download it. I mean, no seams, no make creases. Some, make some space. <laughs> <laughs> on your PC or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Worst case, I'll just do it like the the largest that... When I was doing more photography stuff, um, I'm pretty sure that I would have to clean the nozzles and everything, but I still have my printer in storage. Uh, it used to allow me to print like 13 by 18. And so... Oh, wow. I... Because those were the prints that I used to sell at the Art Walk. Remember the big like poster prints of the castle and mansion stuff and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They were 13 by 18 prints. I'm going to see if I could dust that off and clean it up and buy some ink and see if I can print it on there. Worst case, I just get a 13 by 18 version of this map or as close okay. to that as possible. And it's better than nothing, right? But man, it right. just looks so good. Like Andrew said, there's no yeah. creases. There's nothing. It is a yeah. pristine image of this. The recreation is immaculate. It's so good. Remind me after we're done here, uh, talk to me about, I want to talk to my print shop that I go to all the time for work, and I want to see if what they can do, if they'll do it. And maybe I can get a, I know they can print up to, you know, it's not on the best paper, but up to 36 inches (gasps) wide by as long as you want. So who knows? Maybe, maybe. That is some custom framing right there, my friend. (laughs) Yep. That is a wall. You know what I I attempted to do once, and I don't know if if anybody else. I saw this. 
I got an I got the idea searching for like inspiration on like Pinterest for like like photo ideas one day, but uh, a photographer that I followed used a massive printer to do like a giant print of a of like a city landscape. And instead of going out to like Michael's or whatever to have it custom framed, they mounted it onto their wall, just the wall in their home. And then they got like uh, siding or like the crown mm-hmm. molding that you would normally yeah. use ah. for like like the edging in your home. And they created yeah. a frame. They just beveled at like 45 degrees on each of the corners and they just nailed that to the wall. And so it was just, it, it was literally flush with their wall. It was such a great idea for a massive print like that. And because it was this like huge cityscape that they printed, which was like 90 inches long, I believe. Uh, I don't remember how tall it was. Probably 36 inches going by what you're saying about the these large scale printers. Um, but it was like 90 inches long and it looks super cool. Yeah. I mean, I know you can get plotters that'll do like, or, or large scale printers that'll do 48. I mean, you can get as big as you want. Like it just depends on the printer, but you know, it's all based on, on what equipment each place has, but yeah, 36, 48 maybe. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Just taking some, some casing or crown molding or whatever and, and, uh, DIY? just making a frame it's it's cheap it's a, a, a thousand times cheaper probably than getting something f- framed that big that probably cost mm-hmm. um in today's molding you would need if you're buying 16 foot sticks of molding because you need to get nine so you get two of those 16 foot sticks for you know maybe depending on your quality and your whatever probably like 50 bucks in in lumber versus I don't even want to several hundred in frame. Well, I mean, I when I I had done a thirty six by ah uh, what was the size of it? I don't remember, but it was thirty six by something. It a print of Sleeping Beauty Castle. It was like a a custom request, and they wanted it framed. And I remember when I went to have that frame. And mind you, this was like eight years ago at this point. It was like 240 bucks to have that thing framed like custom framed yep yeah framing's uh not cheap you need that 40 percent off michael's coupon yeah that was frames always on (laughs) sale at michael's apparently yeah (laughs) uh all right so yeah i will post the link to where you can get a copy of this image if anybody is interested in getting a copy of this map it's super cool if you download it and even just to save, or maybe I could save a couple of JPEGs that, you know, people can just use as their backgrounds or something like that. That way they'll have access to it. Cause it's so clean. It's just so damn good. Um, all right, let's shift to Halloween stuff because man, somebody made me jealous of their Halloween check decorations. And once you hear about it, especially if you're a nightmare fan, you might be too. But before we get to that, Andrew, Ah, in your adventures through Spirit Halloween, have you come across the haunted or the uh, hitchhiking ghost masks that they are selling? I knew these existed, but I haven't personally been able to to see like to see them in person. Uh, I've seen almost everything else that they have. 
uh, you know, mansion wise at Spirit Halloween. This is one of the few things that I've not been able to get my, you know, to see physically. Um, but they do have them. I, I, uh, my, I call her my aunt, but it's my mom's friend. Uh, she sent me a photo of them at the store. She, they were at Spirit Halloween and it was like, look at all this haunted mansion stuff. And I was like, you don't even know. You don't even know how many times I've been to Spirit Halloween. <laughs> but That's I was like, awesome. thank you. But now I know that this one store closer to my mom's house has um, has those masks. At least this was a couple weeks ago or a week ago, maybe. So, yeah, I haven't been able to uh, see them in person, but uh, I kind of want to get them. They're like 15 bucks each, I think, though. Yeah. Not so bad. The, <laughs> yeah. So the only issue that I have with them is that they're a lot more on the cartoony side. They are definitely yeah. not like the hitchhiking ghosts that you're used to seeing at the end of the attraction. These are very exaggerated, very animated, you know, versions of the mask. However, Mel, this is where you come in because <laughs> I would love to purchase these masks and I would love your help in creating an inverted cask or whatever i need to to make the portraits that look like they're following me so it looks like the hitchhiking ghost faces are following me as i walk across my office i like that (laughs) that actually should be fairly easy depending on i mean i think it's mostly just mounting it to a in a box where it's lit because you just need to have that inverted um i guess you'd have to paint the backside uh the the interior side of it but yeah that you know what that's a good idea never thought of that just like a shadow box or something because i figured (laughs) because i would want to use the mask right so the idea was i know very little about making molds and stuff like that but i figured that if it was placed into a mold with some weight it would essentially leave the indent and when we pulled it out, that would be what got mounted, like in the shadow box or something, so that it looked like it was, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't. I don't craft like this. That's I think why you, Mel, you were the first one that came to mind. Like I figured you might well, come up I mean, with like a great help. solution for it. <laughs> but uh, that's my. That, like that feels like it's one of my goals now, to get those. You know, and to yeah, mount those. that's. That's not a bad idea. That's that's because I mean, realistically, now I'm getting into my, you know, set building and stuff brain right now. But you wouldn't even need to make a mold. You could just take that mask and you'd have to, you know, get something around the edges of the mask part, the cutout, but you could just light you could just show the back of the mask and then light the other side of it without even having to make a mold. You'd probably just have to like paint the inside of the mask to make it look like whatever you want but that plastic is already there and it should be you know it all depends on how the light takes it too and if it's going to glow but you have to build little shadow box things i think you got got uh, a great idea on your hands here hazen so i'm gonna piggyback off of what andrew's saying you may have to spray paint it so that it's uniform and that's how you're gonna get like your light Mm -hmm. to bounce off of it well, my only so concern, I yeah, I mean, I get what you're both saying, but the reason I wanted to, like, create the mold is because I feel like the mold would be sturdier than the mask. Like, I would have to figure out how to get the mask to not flop into itself or to not 
sag over time because it's latex or it's rubber with the oh. heat. I don't it's going know. To I don't form. It's not rubber. They're plastic. They're like oh, okay. they're like they vacuum forms. No, they're like vacuum. Oh, and this plastic, you're plastic. good. Spray paint. I'm like ninety oh. percent sure they're they're just like a vacuum form plastic. Then you're right. I can just mount those in a shadow box. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. It it's DIY I, I will, time. I will verify when I get to see them in person. Um, okay. Let me know before I order them because they're available on the website. They and are. if if you well, can it says verify materials that. plastic on the oh uh, there you go on the uh, website yeah but plastic so, comes in I'll... all forms and shapes so yes but it does ah. look it, yeah I'm like ninety percent sure they're they're like hardish plastic but I will go to Spirit Halloween and I will tell you material plastic UV reactive that's fun ooh officially licensed so it'll glow I, I yeah. If it's UV reactive, yes. It probably has um like a layer. Mm, yeah. Okay. So you could technically put it in front of a little black light. Oh, I see what these are. These are like okay. With like the, the string these are on just the a like step a... up. Yes, these are a step up of those masks that used to have like the staple on the side that used to cut mm-hmm. up the side of your face. Okay. Yes. Got it. Got it. Free candy, bloody face. Gotcha. All right. Right. Worth it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, I see. The inside. I just saw what the inside looks like. I would have to clean it up on the inside because it looks like it has like where the eyeball slots are. It's got like pieces of foam. That go yeah, around. Yeah, for your to like so you can eyes. see or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh to and like then protect your face. Yeah. And then it's got like cool mesh for the eyes that looks like Spider Man's eyeballs and then like pieces of harder foam so that it butts up against your like your forehead. I don't know, man. It like I'm looking at the inside of these masks mm-hmm. and I feel like it would have some trope here. I wanna I'm gonna bring up I mean, obviously, if you're listening to the episode, you're not going to be able to hear or see what I'm talking about right now. But I'm going to quickly show it to Andrew and Mel, and then you can tell me what you think here. Because this is what the inside of the mask looks like. Oh, yeah. I see. So it's not see? as... like the It's not as area. defined on the inside. I'm trying to... Okay. Oh, I'm on the same website. <laughs> yeah. So this is like Ezra's face on the outside. You could see the teeth kind of molded. But then if you like look right. at the inside of the mask, like it's not like it's not as defined, right? It's more you know what? like it, like full blocks. It might look weird because it's inverted. It this is what Maybe. trial and error is going to we're gonna have to see. I mean the easiest thing to do is just buy one and then shine a light in a dark room on it and see what happens because that is the inverse that I'm looking at it. That's the inverse of the mouth. So the teeth are facing out and then that big blocky thing is it's all a hundred percent reversed. It just looks weird the other way. So I wonder with the light, if it will I don't even react. like teeth. Yeah. Teeth. <laughs> yeah. It's just, we'll buy We'll, we'll experiment. The Gus and Phineas ones, I feel, would work a little better. 
than the mm-hmm. Ezra version, only because of what the inside of the Ezra mask looks like. I don't. I yeah. I don't know. I think you're right. I think there's going to have to be some experimenting that goes on with this. But like the more that I'm thinking about, like now that I know that it's hard plastic, the more I want to make this happen now. I think you can. I think this is a great you idea. You could. You know what may look better? I hate those eyes. I really, really do. So I would actually take a Dremel and just cut those eyes out. <laughs> oh, you don't like the like the beady eyes? I don't like it. It's just Gus looks scared. And it's I don't like, know, the Phineas no. one, he's like and big then, round ones. I'm like, he looks Exactly. Yeah, no. You could easily <laughs> cut around them. It's funny, the Ezra mask, because of where the eye, like, the eye holes are cut out, it's, like, right uh-huh. under his eyeballs, and it looks like he's got bags under his eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Phineas one is, like, That's in funny. his nose. Yeah. You could totally cut It's like a mustache. Yeah, no, you could do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he has, like, a little two mustache thing. Anyway, we're, we're, I think we're stuck on this a little bit, but, uh. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think this is doable. I think we gotta, we gotta try this and see what happens. All right. All right, so we keep you all posted on getting these masks and, and the experimentation process. But it just, I don't know, it made me think of, of like Halloween and decorations and like what you can pull off because I always wanted to create like my own Haunted Mansion like theme for Halloween stuff, right? And I found out very quickly that uh, decorating is much more difficult in our home than than I thought it would ever be. So I haven't ever been able to decorate for Halloween or Christmas the way that I would have wanted to, you know, years ago. But I it it, it I started thinking about when I was a kid and the like the random Halloween things that just stick out. I started thinking about this this one decoration that seemingly everybody had. It's a vivid memory of trick or treating. And it's like a little witch or a ghost. And it just goes. I'm laughing because my parents had one. Right? Like it feels like everybody had this decoration. That was like the the noise, the, the sound. The official sound. That's the sound of, yeah. the ha- of Halloween. That yep. was the sound of trick-or-treating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, like, keeping that in mind, is there a decoration or is there something that kind of like reminds you of like childhood trick-or-treating or like your childhood Halloweens or anything? Dude, there is one. I don't see it anymore. I see them like larger. But there was these like skeletons that you would hang and they were rubber they weren't plastic they weren't hard or anything they were rubber and i remember them like just having we had about maybe three or four so i knew if you took them out it was time for halloween oh nice and we would always put them like hanging and stuff but they were so cool because they were literally the size of a barbie doll so for me as a kid it was like this is so cool because it was close to a doll. You didn't have dolls like that. There's no. And if you know, like, I like weird. I mean, that was like the perfect thing. So to me, it was like it was little things like that. It it was like that was it. 
give me spider webs and let's put that all over and just hang those. And that was like the most fun I remember having, like decorating and making it as spooky as possible. <laughs> yeah, I, you said nice. the spider webs and that's that's a lot of like a lot of the people that like where I went trick or treating as a kid, like that was the big thing. Everybody was like spider webs yeah. on the bushes, but, you know, just the cotton or whatever that they use that you buy at the Halloween store and stretch it. And it's just like, it doesn't really look like spider webs, but that's the idea anyway. Well, a lot of my family has, has been big into decorating for Halloween and Christmas. So, um, you know, my, uh, I got into it for a while for Halloween. I'm huge into decorating for Christmas, but Halloween, I haven't done so much of, I mean, a little back into it, but my uncle would do like a whole, he had like built gates and, he had like an endless tunnel and he had like an opening and closing like coffin, like like the Haunted Mansion and, That's so and cool. witches wow. and all this stuff. And and then my my aunts, uh, they had I had uh, they had bought a kit and I built it for them. It was a, a talking skeleton. So you'd you'd buy you buy the skull and the kit from a person and the skull is like it's like the, the one at Pirates of the Caribbean, the, the talking skull above the oh, nice. above the the drop but they went and bought you know and it's it's an actual like you know replica full scale skull but uh they, they had to go extra and so they went and bought a the rest of the skeleton they bought a whole another skeleton a like anatomy skeleton for a classroom so it's like <laughs> it's like from the doctor's office or whatever where you know the skeleton on the so little like a cart real... or whatever Wait, like was a, it like a, like a like a real like donated to science body or like a no a like replica like a plastic, you can buy like from a, like a learning? <laughs> exactly, it's like what they put in the doc like in a doctor's office or like a oh like okay. A, I was like, yeah. man, That's talk cool. about wanting to replicate the they use real skulls in yeah. Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean myth, right? <laughs> no, but so um. So that I should probably record something new for them, but the their skull has has original Andrew dialogue that it it talks and talks to the people. I don't re- I recorded it probably ten years ago now, um, but it's you know, pirate. I think I can't remember if it's pirate or or whatever, but but yeah, my my family's always been big into decorating. I remember they used to have this ghost. That you, you when you brought up the the ghost that made the ooze sound reminded me of they had this ghost and it was it it reminded me more like of Casper or something but it was like a plastic molded ghost like head and like two hands like plastic molded ghost hands and then there was like a sheer the fabric. fabric across the <laughs> oh, three yes. and then it and then it was on <laughs> strings and it would go up and down and yeah. just go boo 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 and it would giggle go (laughs) and it would just like and i remember they put it right over the like walkway up to their porch so everybody just like fall on their head basically like as you passed (laughs) underneath it um so yeah that that one always i always think about halloween that that boo ghost that on the strings and then you can't can't uh forget a good fog machine oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. fog machines are quintessential (laughs) yeah well, the reason that this came up is because there were a couple of posts on Discord that, I don't know, man, they're just super cool. 
and they're inspiring. But the first post isn't as much decorating your house, but it kind of is decorating your house, right? It was a post by uh, our pal Brian, member, uh, FGP squad member. He posted this video of a company out in Orange County that uh, I think we've talked about them before, but the account is curb underscore painting underscore 2020. Their service is that they go around to houses and they will remove the number on the side of the curb for you. And then they would repaint it with a theme that you want. You know, usually there's like an American flag or like they've gotten really creative with Disney stuff recently or they'll do like sunsets, you know, for California and stuff like that. I remember at one point uh, watching or like looking at one of them that look, I, I believe it looked like a license plate. The point is that they do a fantastic job with these like paintings, right? The one that Brian posted was uh, of the Hatbox Ghost. Like I freaked out when I saw this because if I ever snazzed up my house, like I would want like a haunted mansion themed, you know, Hatbox Ghost on there. So one, Brian, thank you for sharing that post. It was super cool. And shout out to Curb underscore painting underscore 2020 on Instagram because they do an amazing job. They're not we're not sponsored by them or anything, but check out their Instagram account and you'll see some of the things that they've been able to do. I'm telling you, the work is amazing. Yeah, it looked really cool. Now, the other post that I wanted to bring up was a post also by an FGP squad member. Our friend Heather posted on Instagram uh, about this house in Santa Clarita that is owned by a Disney Imagineer. It looks like uh, he's been working for Imagineering for around 15 years at this point, but he decorates his house in with a like a Nightmare Before Christmas theme. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, a lot of people do themes, right? A lot of people do like Nightmare Before Christmas stuff and, and everything. But listen, this, it includes like a 10-foot-tall Jack Skellington that he built like back in 2005. Uh, there's a giant fountain, you know, the Halloween Town fountain with like the green water coming out of it. Like you got that. You got a like a big spiral hill behind all of it with the moon. You got a giant zero. You got the pillars that are entering Halloween Town on top of the fact that, yeah, he's got like, you know, pumpkins and he's got lights and stuff like that. But he's got shock, lock and barrel coming out of like a well looking thing. The elements that he built and created for his yard are so good. They are I mean, I want to post these pictures. I'm going to post them on Discord. I know that Heather uh, posted the, there was like an uh, Instagram short that she sent them to, but I did a little more digging and I found some additional photos that were posted uh, in the Signal, the Santa Clarita Valley uh, newspaper. So uh, I'll post the link and then I'll post the pictures over on Discord. But man, what? Like, what What a fantastic job, first of all. Right? Everything is so detailed. It's 
not like it's bought at Lowe's. It's real life Dreamlight Valley. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. I mean, this guy is living our dreams. Like, we want to do this. This is what we... I mean, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> it's really, really beautiful. Yeah, it's... Um, I really wish I had the time and the energy to be able to do something like this because it's it's really like a a uh uh passion project it seems like he seems like he puts a lot of care and effort into his decorating and i'm sure like his you know the families in the neighborhood you know it it brightens their i would hope at least the the people in his neighborhood look forward to ah okay nightmare before christmas houses is oh, when's he gonna put his decorations up oh i hope you know i wonder if he's gonna have anything new this year because that's you know when when if i'd lived next to any you know big decorations i'd remember like oh that's the house they had that thing last year i wonder what what are they gonna do something different and i know people have talked about that with with uh like my house when i do christmas because i do christmas pretty big um but so that's it's always just like a nice thing for the neighborhood especially something that's not like it's not like really gory or horror or anything it's it's something you know well you know uh done family friendly well done family friendly you know impeccable craftsmanship like it's 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 all you can really want it's you know that Finkelstein, like handmade Finkelstein, like looks amazing. Like it looks like it's right out of like they could throw that in the Haunted Mansion holiday, you know, right now and it would fit right in. Yeah. I mean, I I love everything, but I have to admit that if there was any piece in his entire setup that I would want, it's the fountain. And it's yep. huge. <laughs> it is. Like if I could have that in my backyard, like I, I feel like no matter what time of year it would just fit yeah that would be really really cool yeah and then like have like put like a a little bit of a foundation so it kind of pops a little bit more and then add some lights on the bottom get some lights get some uv reactive liquid so it like glows pumps through yeah i mean it does i mean it does pump through now the way that he has it set up like it's a it's a infinite fountain, right? It's like just an yeah. But does stream. it is it like UV liquid? Because you can get like liquid that glows. I believe so. With a black I believe light. it's okay, like I'll have glowing. to look at it yeah. closer. Yeah. Well, so, then he's doing man. it, and then there's nothing else to do. Lasers. <laughs> How about some lasers? Put some lasers on. Ooh. I don't know. There's nothing else to do. I mean, he doesn't have an oogie boogie yet. Oh. There you go. We need oogie boogie. He doesn't have like he's missing like some like yeah. There's I mean a, I mean Halloween Town's full of like I thought there was a Sally. Was there not a Sally? I don't remember. There seeing has a Sally to be in there. You cannot have you. She has to be included mm. at least. But yeah, you're, I mean there are some key characters like the mayor of Halloween Town isn't there. Like if he could build the car, oh man. Oh, that'd That's be a, bananas. So good. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his name is Joey uh, Nilgis. Nilgis? Um, but yeah, he is the Imagineer that does this to his home and just brings happiness to his neighborhood once a year when he... I bet you he does this 
um, you know, for Halloween, not like the mansion that replaces Halloween with Christmas way before, like this is appropriate to do with your decorations. (laughs) Just saying, not that I'm trying to start beef or anything, but just saying if it's Halloween, keep it Halloween until after Halloween, then do Christmas, but whatever. It's not a beef we're going to start up again. So, anywho, I'll post these photos and the link over on Discord if you're interested in checking it out. Uh, I would love to see this in person. This is definitely something that is on the on the list of things that I would like to see in person one day. But Well, you can. You just have to get in the car. I know. I know, but I also just have to figure out it. where he lives. Like, I have to research and find out where he lives because the articles that I found don't have his address. I'm I'm uh, sure they're not going to be like, hey, let's, you know, I'm sure it's out there, but I'm not going to be like, hey, this is his address. I'm not going to. 2201 Smith Street, Valencia. I don't know. I just made that <laughs> anyway, up. Anyway, if there is, I want to circle back, and but if there is a decoration for Halloween from your childhood that just screams Halloween or reminds you of trick-or-treating, Share it in the comment section of this post. Leave a comment on Discord. We'd love to hear what 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 screams Halloween to you. You know, what reminds you of the trick-or-treating and all that stuff. It'd be interesting. Because I'm telling you that. It's like it's burned in my head like you would not believe. So. All right. That uh it looks like it's about time that we start wrapping up the episode and the way that we've been doing that is we have been celebrating the the 100 years of wonder of the disney company with our own little tribute segment where we tell you some disney history some important moments in the disney in the 100 years of the disney company in a little segment that we like to call great moments with mr andrew with the great and the wonderful Mr. Andrew. Hi-ho, Kermit the Lincoln. I don't know. I don't know. I can't do a Kermit. I don't know what I'm doing here. Whatever. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers fought on this continent, a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. You just have that memorized? Good I job. do. I had to memorize it in the seventh grade for a project, and, and I it just, just stayed know in the there. Whole damn thing. Yeah, talk about things that just are randomly there. <laughs> All right. Well, now we know Hazen can be Kermit Lincoln. Uh, but anyway, the years this week are two thousand and three and two thousand and four. So, uh, we'll start with video games in 2003. The releases are Disney Sports Snowboarding, Piglet's Big Game, Treasure Planet, Disney Sports Motocross, Disney Princess, Finding Nemo, Nemo, Nemo's Underwater World of Fun, uh, also just Finding Nemo the Game, Toontown Online, Wiggle Party, Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure, Disney Princess Magical Dress Up, The Lion King One and a Half, Lizzie McGuire on the go, and Brother Bear. For theme parks in 2003, on January 12th, a groundbreaking ceremony is held for the construction of Hong Kong Disneyland. On January 16th, the greatest musical ever created, Disney's Aladdin Musical Spectacular, has its first public performance at California Adventure. 
On January 25th, the Cinderella Bration Show opens at Tokyo Disney Resort. On February 1st, the Diamond Horseshoe Review Show closes at Walt Disney World. On February 18th, Believe There's Magic in the Stars Fireworks Show debuts at Disneyland. On March 30th, the first Walt Disney World Marathon is held through Disney MGM Studios, Disney's Boardwalk Resort, and Epcot. On April 7th, the Playhouse Disney Live On Stage Show debuts at California Adventure. April 11th, the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh ride opens in Critter Country at Disneyland. On April 15th, the Mickey's Gift of Dreams musical premieres at the Castle Forecourt stage in Tokyo Disneyland. On May 22nd, the film Reflections of China debuts in the China Pavilion in Epcot. On October 8th, Mickey's Filler Magic opens in Fantasyland in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, also this day, the fireworks show Wishes, a magical gathering of Disney dreams, premieres at the Magic Kingdom. On October 9th, the Mission Space opens at Epcot. Uh, the attraction costs $150 million to build. On October 28th, the, oh, I'm sorry, October 26th, the American Space Experience exhibit closes at Disneyland. On November 18th, 75 plaster Mickey's Mouse statues go on display in Walt Disney World. The art show is titled Inspirations, like ear, ears in there, inspirations, but with ear. Uh, the statues were created by uh, celebrity artists to honor the 75th anniversary of the film debut of Mickey Mouse. These statues would later go on to tour America and to be auctioned off for charity uh, in Sotheby's in New York. Uh, other notable events of 2003. The U.S. Supreme Court rules 7-2 upholding the passage of the 1998 Copyright Terms Extension Act. The act extends copyright protection from 70 to 95 years. This extends protections of Mickey Mouse and other Disney characters from uh, ending in 1998 all the way now to 2023. Uh, the National Association of Broadcasters holds a luncheon honoring the Disney franchise. Company chairman Michael Eisner announces Disney will be testing a new video on demand service called Movie Beam later in the year. A television set top box will download new film releases over regular television broadcast signal to local storage devices for later playback. Uh, Disney makes an agreement to sell the Anaheim Angels baseball team to Art More. Moreno, haha, for $185 million. On uh, September 29th, Disney subsidiary Buena Vista Data Casting introduces the video on demand service Movie Beam in three cities in the U.S. Spokane, Washington, Jacksonville, Florida, and Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, the service lets users store films for up to 24 hours on television set top boxes. The rental of the device costs $6.99 per month, with film costs of $1.99 to $3.99 per title. On November 20th, John Bryson tells D uh, Roy Disney that Roy would not be renominated to the board of directors. So on November 30th, Roy resigns from the board of directors, including his position as chairman of feature animation and vice chairman of the board of directors. On December 1st, following Roy's lead, Stanley Gold issues a letter of resignation from the Disney Board of Directors. The two call for the removal of Michael Eisner as chairman and CEO and start a campaign to oust him. On December 15th, Mary Poppins the Musical opens in London, England. On December 15th, Comcast begins making discreet discussions with Disney board member George Mitchell about merging the two companies. Mitchell agrees that this makes a lot of sense. Uh, Disney Legends Class of 2003, the inductees are Neil Beckett, Tutti Camarata, I'm sorry, I've probably screwed that up, Edna Francis 
Edna Francis Disney, uh, Lillian Disney, Orlando Ferrante, Richard Fleischer, uh, Floyd Gottfriedson, Buddy Hackett, Harrison Buzz Price, Al Talaferro, and Eileen Woods. Uh, the birthdays, again, uh, help from my wife on this one. Birthdays for 2003, February 20th, Olivia Rodrigo, June 16th, Anna Cathcart, July 1st, Storm Reed, September 3rd, Jack Dylan Grazer, and October 24th, Hudson Yang. Uh, notable deaths of 2003, June 30th, Buddy Hackett, June's July 6th, Buddy Ebsen, July 27th, Bob Hope, and September 11th, John Ritter. That brings us to 2004. For the video game releases in 2004 are Disney Princess Enchanted Learning for Leapster, The Lion King Operation Pride Lands, The Lion King Simba's Big Adventure, Aladdin for Game Boy Advance, Home on the Range, The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Majestic Journey, Seen It Disney Edition DVD game, Finding Nemo The Continuing Adventures, Kim Possible 2, Draken's Demise, Lilo and Stitch 2, Hamster Evil's Havoc, uh, Disney Princess Jewelry Box Collection, which features Princess Fashion Boutique, Magical Dress Up, and Ariel's Story Studio, The Incredibles, Disney Move for PlayStation 2, and Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Uh, for theme parks in 2004, on January 1st, the Rose Parade takes place in Pasadena. Uh, it includes a 100-foot-tall Twilight Zone Tower of Terror float. On January 9th, Disneyland welcomes its 500 millionth guest. On February 23rd at the Fantasyland Theater in Disneyland, uh, the show An Enchanting Musical opens. On April 15th, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters opens in Tokyo Disneyland. On May 4th, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror opens at Disney's California Adventure. On May 27th, Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa opens in Walt Disney World. In October, a full-length 21-foot-wide pool is completed on Main Street in Disneyland. Also in October, Disney auctions a personalized Haunted Mansion tombstone on eBay for $37,400. The uh, tombstone for winner Carrie J. Sharp is placed inside the attraction at Disneyland near the trio of the ghostly musicians. On November 16th, Turtle Talk with Crush opens at Epcot and Stitch's Great Escape opens in the Magic Kingdom. Other notable events of 2004, Disney announces it is shutting down its Orlando, Florida animation unit. Microsoft and Disney announce an agreement to cooperate in developing secure digital media content and delivery systems. Microsoft grants Disney a non-exclusive license to its Windows Media Digital Rights Management software. Uh, Apple Computer reaches an agreement with Disney's Buena Vista Music Group for Apple's Internet iTunes Music Store to carry soundtrack music titles of many Disney films. Uh, Disney announces the Disney Dream Desk PC computer. It features a 2.6 gigahertz processor, Windows XP operating system, CD, uh, DVD, uh, rewritable drive, mouse, keyboard, digital pen, optional 14.1 inch LCD monitor with mouse ears, which would uh, cost an additional $299 and optical printer uh, additional cost $599. Uh, Donald Duck receives a star on Hollywood's Walk of Fame. Uh, and Disney announces that it will support the Blu-ray disc format for video releases in North America and Japan when the discs become available. 
Uh, this is in the uh, right in the area of the Blu-ray versus HD DVD, if anybody remembers that. And now I'd like to tell you a little tale on the beginning of the end of Michael Eisner. On January 15th, Disney board member George Mitchell encourages Comcast to make a letter bid for Disney. Uh, also around that time, uh, Pixar CEO Steve Jobs announces that Pixar Animation Studios will end its relationship with the, Walt, with the Walt Disney Company and seek a distribution deal with another film studio following the release of the next two films. Uh, starting in February, the Comcast Board of Directors discusses for a formal bid for the Walt Disney Company. An analysis of assets suggests a bid in the mid $20 per share. Comcast Chairman Brian Roberts privately asks Disney Chairman Michael Eisner to begin a merger negotiation. Eisner refuses, saying he is not interested in a buyout at any price. That didn't sit too well with Brian Roberts, so on February 11th, Comcast launched a hostile takeover bid for Disney, publicly releasing a letter to Michael Eisner outlining the proposed financial terms. If approved, Comcast would issue 78 cents of Comcast share for each Disney share for a total value of $54 billion, plus assume Disney's debt of about $12 billion. Disney shareholders would own then about 42% of the combined company, which would be worth $125 billion. Disney releases a response to Comcast takeover bid, saying they will evaluate the proposal. With that announcement, Disney shares rise 16% and Comcast shares drop 12%, dropping the proposed value of the deal to $48 billion. Uh, many people were opposed to the Comcast deal and Eisner in general. Institutional Shareholder Services issues a statement criticizing Michael Eisner's leadership and recommending Disney shareholders withhold their vote for Eisner at the upcoming shareholders meeting. Walt's daughter, Diane Disney Miller, sends a letter to the Disney Board of Directors expressing her opposition to the Comcast deal. Miller also, uh, also notes Michael Eisner's unwillingness to identify a successor, suggesting that he be replaced with uh, when his contract ends in 2006. After reviewing the deal and also gauging public perception, the Disney board unanimously rejects the Comcast deal. After the deal was turned down, the sights were set on Eisner. The shareholder advisory, uh, shareholder advisory service, Glass, Lewis & Company, hears presentations from Roy Disney, Stanley Gold, Michael Eisner, and many others. Uh, after deliberation, the group uh, issues a recommendation opposing re-election for Eisner and George Mitchell to the board of directors. On the evening before the annual shareholders meeting, Michael Eisner, Bob Iger, and the Disney Board of Directors meet. Eisner offers to resign, but the board opposes this. Eisner agrees to cede the title of chairman to George Mitchell. The Disney Board expresses their interest and confidence in a Michael Eisner as CEO and Bob Iger as president. A few, a few months later in June, at a meeting of Disney Board of Directors, uh, Michael Eisner tells the board he has chosen Bob Iger as his successor. Uh, and on September 10th, the Walt Disney Company officially announces that Michael Eisner will retire as CEO on September 30th, 2006. And on September 20th, the Disney Board of Directors meets over three days. Uh, they discuss CEO succession and decide to hire a professional search firm to aid the search for Michael Eisner's replacement. Uh, there will be more to come for this story, but that's it for Eisner in 2004. Uh, the Disney Legends class of 2004 inductees are Bill Anderson, Tim Conway, Rolly Crump, Alice Davis, Karen Dotris, Matthew Garber, Leonard H. Goldenson, Bob Gurr, Ralph Kent, Erwin Kotzel, and uh, Mel Shaw. 
Uh, birthdays for 2004, January 7th, Sophia Wiley. February 19th, Millie Bobby Brown. May 22nd, Peyton Elizabeth Lee. July 15th, Hayden Rollins. October 3rd, Noah Schnapp. And December 12th, Sky Cats. And notable deaths of 2004, February 5th, John Hench. June 10th, Ray Charles. July 1st, Marlon Brando. July 9th, Sam McKim. Uh, September 8th, Frank Thomas. October 5th, Rodney Dangerfield. October 10th, Christopher Reeve. And December 28th, Jerry Orbach. And that has been uh, Great Moments with me, Mr. Andrew, for the years 2003 and 2004. Fantastic. Man, we are rapidly approaching the end of Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, aren't we? We got like 19 of these suckers left or 20 of these suckers left wow. or something. All right. Well. Oh, that's too many. Like 10. Yeah. We got like 10 left. Yeah. 10 left. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Well, uh, I I know that I've enjoyed them. There's been multiple things that I've had an opportunity to learn through Great Moments with Mr. Andrew. So uh, I'm excited. We'll have to come up with a replacement segment once we're done with this. But yeah, or maybe we'll take a break. This is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of work. It is. All right, that's it. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Again, uh, if there's any Halloween decorations or anything that really reminds you of your childhood Halloweens or trick-or-treating, make sure to join us on Discord or leave a comment on this post. If you have a favorite Disney mug, we'd love to see it. Post it, tag us, leave a comment on Discord. And uh, you can join the conversation there again. Podcateers.com slash links is where you will find an invite to join us over on Discord. You will also find a link to our latest episode, the Quizneyland playlist, a link to our YouTube channel, and a link to Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. If you're not following Larry, make sure that you are. Turn on notifications over on Instagram because he does stream from the parks two to three times a week. So if you want to check out the streams, make sure that you have those notifications enabled. So that's it. That is going to wrap it up for this week. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.